0: One of the most important things that we can do as parents and grandparents and people of faith in general is to be a positive influence on those people around us. Today, I want to talk to you about the best way that we can accomplish that by looking at ideas that can be gleaned from our Bible verses for this week. By studying how the high priest served God on the holiest day of the year, the Day of Atonement, we will see that first we must ignite our soul before we can share our light with others. When we take care of our inner selves, we are more able to give to others and to lead them by showing them the way forward. Let's get started. Before we get to the Bible verse that we'll study today, I want to remind you that we are following the worldwide Jewish Bible reading plan, which takes us through the five books of Moses every year. This week's Torah portion, the parsha, is called Acharei Mot Kedoshim. That's a pretty long name, and it goes through chapters 16 through 20 in the book of Leviticus. The scripture that we will focus on today comes from Leviticus chapter 16, verses 12 to 13, and I'm going to read it to you. He is to take a censer full of burning coals from the altar before the Lord and two handfuls of finely ground fragrant incense and take them behind the curtain. He is to put the incense on the fire before the Lord, and the smoke of the incense will conceal the atonement, cover above the tablets of the covenant law, so that he will not die. These verses are part of the description of the service of the high priest in the temple on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. This was the only time of the year that the high priest, or anyone for that matter, Even entered the Holy of Holies, the Kodesh Kedoshim, as we call it in Hebrew. This room, the Holy of Holies was the most sacred room in the temple where the Ark of the Covenant was kept. The role of the high priest on Yom Kippur was to gain atonement for the entire nation of Israel through a long service that included sacrifices, rituals, and prayer. It was an awesome responsibility, and the fate of the entire nation rested on the shoulders of the high priest. Our verses tell us that as part of the service, the high priest was required to bring incense into the Holy of Holies. The Jewish sages explained that the incense could not be lit before the priest entered this sacred room. He was instead required to first enter the Holy of Holies and only then light the incense. It had to be lit inside the most inner room of the temple, which was visited just once a year by just one person, the high priest. The sages also explained that this isn't just a technical detail, but that it has a message for how we today should live our own lives. The requirement for the priest to light the incense while inside the holy room teaches us that when we serve God, the place to start is inside the sanctuary of our own souls. It is only once we have lit a fire on the inside, a fire in our heart, in our soul, that we can then turn outwards and spread our light to others. There are a few ways to understand this verse that we're focusing on. And so today we're going to explore two ways to understand this idea of spreading light from the inside out. And remember, it all comes back from the high priest who went into the Holy of Holies and spread light from there in order to heal the nation. One idea is that the best way to lead is by example. By working on our own character and spiritual development first, we can then inspire others to do the same. I love this quote from the famous 19th century teacher, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, who is known for emphasizing character development in our service of God. This is what he said. I tried to change the world, but found that I could not. I tried to change the city where I lived, but I was unsuccessful. Finally, I tried to change just my neighborhood, but again, I was not successful. Ultimately, I concluded that I would have to change myself, and then my light would change others around me. Rabbi Solander believed that the most effective way to improve the world was to improve ourselves. We teach morality. By being honest and ethical, we teach generosity by being kind and giving, and we inspire others to seek out a relationship with God when we ourselves glow with the light of having a genuine, deep, and loving connection to our Creator. The truth is that whether we like it or not, we are always teaching others through our own behavior. Have you ever heard a child repeat something that you said? Were you proud of what they repeated? Or maybe you were embarrassed by what they said. As a mother of four, I am deeply aware that my children are always watching me and learning from what they see me do. But no matter if you have children at home or not, you influence the people around you every day. If we ourselves are full of light, we will spread light. If we are full of love, we will spread love. And on the other hand, if we're full of negativity, that's what will spread. Rabbi Solanter's message is that whatever it is that we want to see in the world, that is what we need to become. Think about that. What do you want to change in the world? Do you want to see more peace? Then maybe you could become a person of love and forgiveness. Do you want to see an end to hunger? Then you feed the hungry you want people to be nice to each other? Well, then you be exceptionally kind to every person that you encounter. If we want to make the world better, the place to start is inside of ourselves. And the second way to understand this idea is that if we want to serve God by helping others and improving the world, first, we need to take care of ourselves. I remember that it was the beginning of the coronavirus and I was pretty overwhelmed. My children were home, which meant that I had to spend a lot more time cooking and cleaning and helping them on their Zoom. And I know that the lockdowns created financial difficulty for so many families, and the elderly became so isolated, which meant I felt more of a responsibility at work to help more people and do whatever I can to develop the fellowship projects to help more of these people in need. And after months of working extremely long hours while managing my own family, I felt pretty burnt out. But thankfully, I was able to take a short break with my family where we rented a little house and we went to the Sea of Galilee. And it was just two days. It was less than 48 hours. But while I was there, I turned off my phone, I turned off my email, and I spent time doing things that I loved. I spent time playing board games with my children. I'm not even an artist, but I decided I wanted to do art. I spent time dancing and reading and studying and just filling myself. And what I realized was that I was receiving so much more than the physical rest. It was an opportunity to go inwards into myself and recharge my soul. An amazing thing is that in Hebrew, the word midbar, which means desert, is almost the same word as debar, which means to speak. This is because when we are in a desert, which represents total isolation and actually quiet, when we shut out all of the outside noise and distractions is when specifically we can hear God speak. We can hear the gentle whisper that Elijah the prophet heard on Mount Horeb in the first book of Kings, chapter 19. When we get still enough, we can hear God's voice that guides us and inspires us. For me, after those short two days by the Sea of Galilee, I really felt refreshed and renewed. And as a result, I was better able to serve others when I returned to real life. I was able to get back to work at the fellowship with renewed enthusiasm, and I was more patient and energetic when I came home at night to my family. By doing something that I thought was for myself, taking a break, it turned out I was really doing it for the better of my family, for my friends, of the organization, of the recipients, of the aid of the fellowship. So many people benefited from me refreshing my soul for those two days. As the saying goes, you can't pour from an empty bucket. If we want to water others and help them thrive, we have to make sure that our own bucket is filled. This experience reminded me how important it is to make sure that I give myself what I need, both physically and spiritually, so that I can best serve others. For so many of us, it's not something that we don't know. We all know this. I tell my kids this all the time. Make sure you get enough sleep so that you can take care of your needs. But sometimes we know a concept, but we forget that it also applies to us. We forget to take our own advice. During the beginning of Corona, I realized I was telling everyone else to be gentle with themselves, to take care of their own needs, to move a little slower, to be a little bit more conscious. And if only I would have taken my own advice. But it's not always easy because it requires two things that sometimes are the hardest thing to give ourselves, time and effort. It's like driving a car that needs to be refueled regularly. Maybe you're the kind of person that refuels right away when your gas goes below the half-tank mark. But others of us wait until the last minute when the gas light is on or has been on for way too long. Sometimes I know I need gas, but I just don't have time to stop and refill. But then I remind myself that if I don't stop, I'll be forced to stop at a much less convenient time and in a much less convenient spot. If I work too hard without taking care of myself, I'm going to get sick, and then I'll be forced to take time off and stay in bed. In the same way, we also need to be refueled before we run out of energy. We too, just like our cars, need regular checks and maintenance to run optimally. Since the pandemic began, a lot of people have spoken about the importance of self-care, of taking time to care for ourselves. Maybe, like me, you are spending more time taking care of others than you used to, and you need to take a break. Or maybe it's the worry and uncertainty that it's taking its toll on you emotionally, and you need some extra nurturing. And maybe it's the loneliness and isolation that has hurt your heart. It has been really hard, and we owe ourselves some good care to be gentle with ourselves. Self-care is important, especially during stressful or challenging times. But the Jewish sages taught that taking care of ourselves is not just a good suggestion. It's also an obligation. It's a requirement in our service of God. Hillel the Elder, who lived during the first century BCE, finished teaching his students for the day. And when he left them, he announced that he was on his way to fulfill a divine commandment. Of course, his curious students asked him what he was about to do and which commandment he intended to perform. Hillel answered them that he was going to take a bath at a bathhouse. He explained to his students that taking care of one's own body is actually a great service to God, not just doing things for others, but also doing things for ourselves, even if it's to make ourselves physically feel more comfortable. In another story, Hillel informed his students that he was on his way to do an act of kindness for a guest in his home. His students asked if he always had guests in his home. Hillel answered that his soul was his guest in his body. Like a guest, his soul was just a visitor. It was here today, but would be gone one day. Hillel told his students that he was about to eat a meal. And by doing that, by eating... He was being kind to his guest, his soul. Hillel was making a point. Just as we do acts of kindness for others in our service of God, we also need to be kind to ourselves, to our two parts of ourselves, our body and our soul, as part of our service to God. It may take time, energy, and sometimes money, but we need to take care of ourselves. Self-care is not selfish. On the contrary, when we take care of ourselves, we are actually better able to take care of others. We also need to remember that nourishing ourselves applies to our body and our soul. It's equally as important to do the things that inspire us, bring us joy, and help us connect to God. For me, that means daily prayer, taking walks in nature, and studying the Bible. It's helping others, like visiting an isolated, elderly Holocaust survivor and seeing the joy that I bring her. It's listening to soulful music and singing spiritual songs with my family. It's also sharing these Jewish Bible teachings on this podcast with you. I love this. And one more thing, in our busy modern lives, Shabbat, the Sabbath, is more relevant than ever. Having one day a week to just stop, recharge spiritually and physically, is actually something that I can't imagine doing without. So many people say that for Orthodox Jews on Shabbat, you're not allowed to drive. You're not allowed to work. And what I say is the one day a week that I'm allowed to not work, allowed to not drive, allowed to just sit with myself, my family, my friends, my community in prayer and worship. These are the things that nourish my soul. And I'd love to hear from you about what lights up your soul. I want to end with a quote from Hillel the Elder, who I just mentioned. He said, "Im en If I am not for myself, who will be for me? If I do not take care of myself, who else will take care of me? ani And when I am only for myself, what am I? Once I take care of my own needs, I need to look outside of myself in order to help others. And if not now, then when? There is no better time than the present to do what needs to be done, whether that means taking care of ourselves, working on our character, or helping others. If we put any of those things off, they just might never happen. I hope that you will take some time this week to nourish yourself, your body, and your soul, This is living with the biblical times. This is living with this week's Torah portion. I pray that you fill yourself up with so much light that it spreads far and wide to all of those around you. Shavuot Tov, my friends. Have a wonderful week from here in the Holy Land. Thank you for listening to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. If you like what you have heard, visit me at mybiblicalroots.org for more of my teachings, videos, blogs, and books. You can also follow me on Instagram at yael underscore Eckstein or on Facebook at yael Eckstein. Shalom and see you next week.